Action. Beautiful. What an introduction, Austin. <laughs> this is exciting. So if I keep that in, that was our clapper board that we use for our professional <laughs> countdown intro. I feel like that just upped our professionalism by like 20 points. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I can't believe that we haven't used that before. It just makes everything more official. It just kind of classes the place up. It really does. <laughs> so Austin, Okay, so how are you, Sophia? What's new with you? Jinx. Not much. Um, I feel like the rest of the world, uh, currently, as of, like, what day is it? November 5th. We're just all waiting for the election results from America. Uh-huh. Um, our neighbors to the south. Good luck down there. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on with me. What about you? I just realized that probably 60% of our friendship is just both of us talking at the same time. <laughs> and you go, no, no, you go first. Like, no, no, it's okay, you can go. It's because we're so excited to, like, <laughs> chat. That's why. And we're both too polite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what have you been reading since since we last met? <sighs> what have I been reading? I started reading after our conversation the last episode about the fact that the Goodreads Choice Awards are coming up. I was like, I do this every year. I have, like, in my bookshelf, four of the nominated books that I have oh. not. I haven't read them yet. Why am I like this? It's because <laughs> I'm behind. <laughs> um, so I was like, I need to have read at least two of the books so I can vote because I'm really <laughs> excited about it. I love to participate. So yeah, I'm currently reading the guest list by Lucy Foley. Which okay. is a winded way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? Um, so I guess it's about like a bridal party and they go to an island in Ireland and then someone shows up dead. Okay. I literally am on page one. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm guessing that's like a who done it kind of thing, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, based okay. on the cover, it's feeling very like uh like Ruth Ware, Gillian Flynn kind of like I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna pretend like I know what those who those authors are. Beautiful, they're good. They're like all thriller authors, and they're like really good. They're creepy. Is that the one you posted on the the Instagram this morning? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Bright Young Things Pod, uh, Instagram.com.org.gov. <laughs> um, yeah, I posted it. I don't know. It's a beautiful cover. It's really nice. So. <laughs> Yeah. I've said it before, but most of the reason why I buy new books is if it has a nice cover. <laughs> yeah. I don't buy into that whole don't judge a book by its cover thing. I know. I think that's, like, fake. I don't know. <laughs> there's just, there's too many beautiful covers, and I feel like it's a waste not to take that into consideration. <laughs> and they're usually right. Like, you usually can judge by the quality <laughs> whether it's going to be okay. <laughs> well, we're talking about the Instagram. You did your first review this week, too, correct? Oh, I did. I was really <laughs> nervous about it. I don't know. And I, I reviewed like a YA novel that um, has a very like political protagonist, which I thought was kind of fitting for fitting. like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like, kind of like of the times right now, like there's a lot, a lot of like, um, youthful activism, and not just like, teens and young adults, like, obviously, we've learned it from like, Gen X and like, some boomers. So, so you know, a nice legacy to see that being shaped. <laughs> And yeah, it was it was a good it was a good one. I really liked it. Uh, <laughs> put it out there, you know. I'm yep. still working on my first review. I'm trying to Yay. 
we're good all the creases to make it so oh my gosh i'm so excited intelligent <laughs> you always sound intelligent and i need to find a good place to take a picture of it too because i don't have your skill in that yes you do you're a great photographer <laughs> <laughs> You're so modest, Austin. I've read your reports. Every time I read it, I was like, shoot. <laughs> I have a, we have a wider audience now on the on the Instagram, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was excited. Um, did you see my face? I was like, we made 100 followers this week. I feel like I'm, like, famous. <laughs> what about you, Austin? What are you reading? So I forgot if I started reading this last week or just since we did the last episode, but I've talked about the series I'm reading before called The Masters of Rome. That's the one where I bought the last book first and I had to go back and start from the beginning and find them all. Yep. So I'm on the fifth one now, I think. Oh, that's exciting. So this one's just called Caesar. Oh, cool. Like Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good so far. Uh I'm about halfway done. It's really good so far. It's it's a really dense series. There's a lot of detail to it, but... Wow. It's really good. I'm you get my review of that one in a couple weeks. <laughs> just to reiterate, you're doing this for fun out of the goodness of your heart. <laughs> yes. You're so brave. It's not as <laughs> intense as it could be. <laughs> it's amazing. Well. So I guess we can segue into our topic for this week. Yeah. And it's is... a brilliant segue. Sorry to interrupt. I'm so excited. Um, no, it's a brilliant segue because I was just thinking about the last time I tried to read a book about Caesar that was nonfiction <laughs> and it left me in drumroll a reading <laughs> slump <laughs> um yeah I, I wanted to talk to you about this because I know we've talked about how COVID impacted our reading but uh-huh. like a lot of people I've talked to have either been like yeah like it cut my list like down by 70 or like I have read 700 books more than I thought I would. And so I was like, so that's just you versus me. <laughs> that's not. I am nowhere close to 700. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah. Someone was talking to me the other day and they were like, oh, like if you're studying to be a librarian, that's so great. All you have to do is read all day. And I was like, oh, I, I wish that were true. <laughs> If it was anywhere close to that, like, I would be so... Does your friend, does your friend don't know what a librarian is? <laughs> I mean, like, I think the public thinks that, like, we're just there with, like, a bun with a pencil in it and, like, some, like, cat eyes. Well, I would love to have cat eye glasses. Let's be real. Um, And then we're just, like, shushing people and, like, I don't know. But I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Anyway. <laughs> Long tangent, we can get into the stereotypes of um, librarians later, but yeah. So I was just thinking about it because I was like, I have definitely had like reading slumps before like COVID and actually people on Bookstagram were talking about it like all week, which was so funny. I was like watching stories, like chatting to some people in like DMs, look at me go (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited about it I was like please make make my friendship I get all the notifications of your conversations on the the bookstagram community like wow Sophia's so sociable I have no idea how to do that I am not sociable and I (laughs) just said make my friendship what does that mean (laughs) oh like you're about to cry the caffeine is like not coming through okay um so just like last week again we're both running on fumes for this episode 
yeah, this is what happens after we work like full days. <laughs> and we're like, let's talk. How are you? Uh, we should um, start finding days where we both don't work to record on. That doesn't exist, Austin. We're just, <laughs> we're constantly in the cycle. Uh, so where that was going was if we ramble or start to not make any sense, then people know why, which we kind of just did. It's going to turn into like a stream of consciousness podcast. <laughs> like everyone watch out. Um, no, but getting back to the point, I was thinking about it because COVID hasn't been my only time where I had like a reading slump. I was thinking about one that like really like kind of shook my habits. And I think that was like university. Uh-huh. And like. I don't know. I guess, like, there is just so much more, like, schoolwork to do. And, like, I was also, like, a couple different jobs and clubs. And I was, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there was, like, seven or eight months where I just, I couldn't finish a book. Yeah, if you have to read 30-page articles, like, every week for each class, and that kind of takes away the passion for reading for fun. Yeah. And, like, I definitely got back into it where, like, I kind of prioritized it. Um, and I think too, I like, I calmed down a lot after like second year where I was like, oh, I don't need to read a whole 65 page article for one class. Uh I kind of know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And so that kind of made it better where I could kind of like set aside time again to like read for fun. Yeah. But I was like, have you ever, like, do you ever get them? Like I found since I started working regularly, Mm -hmm. it's easy to fit reading into like into my daily routine. Yeah. Definitely when I was between school and work and then trying to fit in reading on my free time was a lot harder. Yeah. But I think I said last week, my a lot of my reading schedule revolves around my work schedule. So I'll read on the bus to and from work and then yes. I have an hour lunch. So I'll spend that whole thing reading. Yeah. No, that's great. That's that's exactly kind of how I feel too right now. Like now that I'm working like a, like a quote unquote nine to five, whatever that means in COVID, um, <laughs> I... I feel like it's easier to kind of get those breaks because I'm not constantly working towards something else that needs like mental energy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of like, um, quote unquote adults in my life, (laughs) (laughs) um, like big kid adults, like real adults, like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) not like me. Uh, they are always like, yeah, like I would love to read more, but there's no time. Yeah. And it's always like, it's so true. Like, I feel like if you have like, really taxing jobs or like young kids or whatever like god no like don't worry about it like if you get time for yourself do what you want to do but I was thinking about it because I was like I wonder how like you know reading slumps come and go throughout your life but I'm like is it a matter of like motivating yourself with a really good book because sometimes when I say like oh I don't have time that's why like my books are piling up I say I don't have time but I'm also like sitting in the corner watching like Pride and Prejudice for like the fourth <laughs> time <laughs> or like something else like I don't know like the, the X-Files like I think I've seen that whole series like way too many times to count and it's like I do have the time but I don't have like the mental capacity yeah I do the same thing after a long day of work I never yeah. read when, I, when I'm home from work yeah that's how I feel too <laughs> I don't know so then I was gonna ask you if you do have reading slumps how do you break them so what i like to do what i've done so far is obviously i like to start a series yep and once you start it kind of makes you want to keep going with that series so true (laughs) so true 
the only like the only really easy tip is just yeah find a book that really interests you and that you want to keep turning the page on yeah (laughs) that seems like an easy thing to say but no it's so true though because I feel like a lot of people I talk to have like this really like strict rule of like if I start it I have to finish it Uh uh-huh and I used to be like that too until like um my friends like Mel and Lauren were like uh you know you like don't have to do that right and I was like I know but like I committed like I I signed it out of the library or I bought it (laughs) and they're like yeah but like who's gonna care if you finish it or not I do the same thing I care (laughs) (laughs) Austin it's about to get divided here we're about to put on the boxing gloves (laughs) so you you have to finish every book you read you start yes (gasps) it's like watching half of a movie then never watching the rest of it it would bug me Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know that meme of like everyone's like around that person and then he like leans back and he's like <laughs> impressed. That's how I feel right now. Um maybe so no so not so much like nonfiction, but definitely if I start a fiction book, I have to finish it to see how the story gets resolved. But then what if it's like really painful and you just like don't want to watch like watch it and you don't want to read it? I still need to have the closure to it. <laughs> oh my gosh. But like but what if it's like seven hundred pages? All my books are 700 pages. Oh <laughs> okay, way to show me up like that. Um, oh, that's what we should do. Next Instagram post, we'll post our longest book and our shortest book. That would be cool to see. Okay. Goodreads does the math for you, so it takes the work out of it. Um, but that would be a fun comparison. I think I know what my longest book is. <laughs> I think I do, too. You do? What do you yes. think yours is? I think it's It by Stephen King. I think mine is Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah. Or Little Women. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Margaret, Margaret Mitchell had a lot to say, I guess. I don't know. Okay, uh, going back to the not finishing a book thing. <laughs> okay. Say so you don't finish a book. How do you, do you just not think about it? Or you just kind of fill in the blanks yourself? Here's the thing. I feel like the books I don't finish, I'm like, there's literally two options for this ending. I can see it a mile come, like a mile away or whatever. And I'm always like, if I can see it coming, that's bad because I'm very oblivious when it comes to like, like people always be like, oh my God, it's obvious he was the murderer. And I was like, wait, what? Like <laughs> when I'm in the zone, I'm like immersed. Like if the narrator doesn't know, I don't usually know either. And so that's kind of how I go. So if I know what's coming, it's usually not that good of writing, which is <laughs> mean to say, but it's true. <laughs> like, so I just like close it. Sometimes if it actually would bother me, I'll like read the ending. Like I'll take like the last 15 pages and just be like, <laughs> saw that coming. And then I'll just like take it out of my life. Bye. Yeah, I'm, I'm ruthless now. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> it's who I am now. <laughs> I'm just going to start to tell stories to you and not like finish them. So there's no closure. Like, so the funniest thing happened at work today. Oh my God. On to the next topic of conversation. That's so funny. What would be really good is if, like, you you told me, like, classics, but you made, like, different endings. So you're like, oh, yeah, Gatsby, he and Daisy ended up fine. They got married (laughs) as two kids. And then I go around being like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, spoiler alert if anyone hasn't read The Great Gatsby, but it's been out for, like, a hundred years. So (laughs) maybe you should get to that. It's good. It's worth it. That's an advertisement. (laughs) Sponsored content. (laughs) This kind of ties into the reading slump thing. Okay. 
How many books do you have in your bookshelf that you haven't read yet that you bought a long time ago? Oh, like how long ago? Like more than a year ago. A few. I'm trying <laughs> to think about it. Um, okay. So I actually was good. And before I moved to London, not England, Ontario, unfortunately. <laughs> um, not that London's bad. It's just it would have been cooler if I had said <laughs> the other one. But uh, I did like a good like Marie Kondo clear out, which is controversial because a lot of like um, like bookworms are like, oh, like Marie Kondo, she only wants you to have 30 bucks. She's bad. But like she's not. She she just wants you to like actually keep stuff that you like, not stuff that you're just like holding on to. Tangent number 45. <laughs> I like the Mary method. Check her out on Netflix if you want to see if you should read her work. Um so I did, I was good. I did a clear out. And I think right now I would say like, I would say I have like 30 or 40 books that I have not read that I own. But out of those, I would say that like ones that are like more than like two years old, I think there's only like six or seven. Okay. That's not bad. <laughs> not that out of control, <laughs> kind of. But like the ones are like, kind of like hard ones to get through like Anna Karenina uh-huh. loved Tolstoy but like his short <laughs> works <laughs> when I'm going through Anna Karenina I'm like okay yep yep and I last like 70 pages and I'm like I'm coming back just not right now <laughs> Kate's mom bought me two Tolstoy books really? like for Christmas two years ago oh, that's awesome. and I haven't read them yet tying into the topic before they're sitting on the bookshelf they're going to be read hey that could be our book club book next month <laughs> Just whip through War and Peace. No big deal. <laughs> we will set that for November of next year. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's not that. It's just that, like, every name is so similar. And there's, like, nine letters. And it's, like, <laughs> super impressive. And it wouldn't be a big deal if I, I don't know, was just better at distinguishing Russian <laughs> last names, I guess. But... <laughs> Yeah. Any other tips to motivate from reading slumps? I say just try and make a schedule to try and like from this long to this long today, or I'm going to read at least half an hour today or something. That's smart. I feel like having that Goodreads challenge really like motivates me through the year because they send out like an email at six months being like, you're on track. You're (laughs) not on track. And I'm always like, "Ah," like, and then it kind of like kicks my butt. (laughs) Um, I also really like, like, I find that having them visually in my way. So I have a pile of, like, books that I haven't read on the bottom of my shelf. And, like, uh-huh. when I visually see it and it's in my way, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get to that. Because if I, like, tuck it away and it's, like, you know, in a drawer or something, then I'm like, oh, it doesn't exist. <laughs> That's true, yeah. The way I organize my bookshelf, it's kind of everything's like, read and unread are all mixed together. Yeah. Well, that's good, though. That's, like, a little, like assortment here a little like (laughs) variety living your best life (laughs) um yeah do you have any tips for getting out of a reading slump my thing is always like if I'm in a reading slump it's usually because I'm reading a book that I'm not that into which brings us back to I don't finish (laughs) them anymore if I don't like them um and another thing is I'll constantly rotate like the medium that I'm using so if I get really like bored of reading like a novel in my hands, 
I like try a graphic novel, I'll try an audiobook, I'll try like, you know, and then I kind of like go back and forth. Um, I'm kind of like you in the fact that like on my commute or like my lunch, well, you maybe not on your lunch break, but I like am really, really into audiobooks, like heavily into them because I'm also like a big crafter. So it's nice to be able to multitask and have like uh-huh. something to listen to other than podcasts. <laughs> It's a happy mixture, half and half. <laughs> That's what amendment are going to make. I can't start a book and not finish it, but I can start an audiobook and not finish it. Ooh, okay. That is, like, extra understandable because some of the narrators are questionable. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I know that I have a problem because now, like, one of the narrators who always narrates, like, the the male love interest for like all the rom-coms that I read now every time like he's on it I'm like automatically listening love this guy (laughs) I am like an audiobook fangirl now like a narrator a narrator groupie that's what it is it's who I am now I also really like um Exy Sands she's like a narrator who does like a lot of like um this like witch mystery series that I like that I can't okay. can't remember the name of right now but anyway she's really great too yeah bad data can really take you out of it remember we had to do a uh, read a thing of um play-doh oh. one of our communications classes or so listen to an audiobook of I think it was Phaedrus oh and the narrator was so bad oh like every other line you would do an upward inflection of every sentence oh no <laughs> Plato wasn't talking like that Shut <laughs> up. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. I think the narrator like really makes it or breaks it on an audio book. And sometimes they do like a big cast. Uh. I can love or hate that because I like it when they do it for like Shakespeare's plays. But then they did it for like um, Stardust by Neil Gaiman. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> it's a maybe. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Going back to your thing about studying books and not reading them. You were saying yeah. that if you start a book... You're not interested in it, and you won't finish it. Yeah. But I really tried to avoid, like, even starting books I don't think I'll be interested in, hmm. which probably is what narrows my scope of books so much, but... Yeah, that's a good point. I think we can both agree on that, because it's like, you're really smart, and you just don't even start them, but I'm always <laughs> like, but maybe. And then I, like, go into it, I'm like, nah. <laughs> that goes back to my judging a book by its cover, which I don't believe in. Wow, it's all coming full circle. We're really <laughs> hitting the nail on the head here. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that like knowing kind of what you like is good, but I will say that I feel like I have been pleasantly surprised before and that like oftentimes too gets me out of my reading slump because it's like, I am going through, I'm kind of tired of like the same old storyline. And then like, I go either to the bookstore or like I'm on like overdrive and I'm just like, Oh, like this seems interesting. Like I wouldn't normally try it uh-huh. and I give it a go. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then it, like, completely opens my eyes. So will you go to a bookstore and just walk to a random section and try and pick something that looks interesting? Yeah. Okay. And I think that, like, we have a lot of really good, like, local bookstores that are really good for that because their sections are, like, oftentimes smaller than, like, the big chains, which I love both. Like, I'm Uh not, you know, in one camp or the other. But I, except for, like, I don't buy books off Amazon because... (laughs) that's not right but um I find that if I go into like a local bookstore like 
their sections are all really close together. So sometimes when I'm like really into browsing, I don't even notice when I switch oh, yeah. sections, right? And like, I feel like that happens a lot to me in like old goat books, which is Uptown Waterloo. Oh, I love old goat. Oh, so <laughs> good. It's so good. I can't wait until this pandemic is over. I'm going to be there like every day. And um, Wordsworth is a bit more organized. That's also Uptown Waterloo. I'm not a and, fan of Wordsworth, actually. Oh, yeah? I find it's like really expensive. It is a little more expensive. I think that like that's just kind of like how they keep in business because they're new books. They're not used. Oh, uh, okay. Like, that's why. I don't mind doing it because I, I really like them. Um, and then we also have a second look, which is Downtown Kitchener mm-hmm. um, in the KW Bookstore, which is also Downtown Kitchener. And that's a dangerous one because they have graphic novels they have vinyl they have like vintage magazines every time I'm in there I'm like oh god like (laughs) take all my money like don't look at me uh so yeah I feel like I do go to different sections when I'm in those stores because I'm like one like hidden gems and two everyone else browsing with me in those sections they're like dumping stuff in different sections and like (laughs) there's only one person in the store they don't have time to fix it until the end of Uh day so I'm like, oh, like what a pleasant surprise. Like someone mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I think I that... start trying to find new habits for getting out of, I guess that is kind of a reading slump for me. If I just only read, only ever read books out of like a certain genre or. But that's like how I... um, an expert in your field. <laughs> <laughs> I told you my addiction to the historical fiction. I went to, I went to go buy either Jane Eyre or Wuthering Heights <laughs> and I walked out with two more historical fictions. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I laugh harder. I'm just like, when I got that text, I woke up and um, you had sent me this message being like, yeah, so I, I was like going to try and go get it after we talked about it. But then I, I just walked out with another historical fiction. <laughs> like, two, two, Sophia. <laughs> I was picturing you like walking up to the counter and like you slide Wuthering Heights on and then you just grab your pile back and it's all <laughs> historical fiction. You're like, I tried so hard. Like, I don't know what happened. Maybe next time. <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, man. I have to start going to bookstores like you, right? Don't go for a certain, like, don't go certain, don't go looking in a certain section as soon as I walk in. But, like, look, it's it's not good for your wallet. <laughs> it's not good for your wallet to go to go in there without, like, a game plan. You gotta, I mean, like... what is good for your wallet, though? Oh, touche. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Someone's been reading too much philosophy. That was a really <laughs> I'm like not sure how I can recover from that argument. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess I'll just keep buying books. Thanks, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse things you could spend your money on. When I'm broke and I have to like live on like your and Kate's sofa, then just remember this conversation. <laughs> just get your books, throw a blanket <laughs> on them, and just sleep on them. Oh <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I guess that's kind of how we handle book slumps, mm-hmm. reading slumps, not book slumps. Actually, there's one more question I want to ask, Ooh. tacked on to the not finishing books, okay. getting rid of books. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're in dangerous territory. This is like a hard topic for me. What are your practices for that? Look, Austin, I still have books that I was given when I was two years old in my bookshelf right now. That's just who I am as a person. I am like a big hoarder (laughs) when it comes to like sentimental things. Um, So I like, it was literally like my mom had to like pry them out of like my cold dead fingers, but I wasn't dead. (laughs) I was 10 
And so luckily, like most of my childhood books went to like family friends. So I was like, okay, like someone else is like loving them now. And that made it uh-huh. okay for me. Um, and some of them went to my younger brothers, which I'm super happy about. Cause then like, you know, bonding and some I kept. And now when it comes to like, um, books from when I was like a teenager or like adult, um, my kind of general rule of thumb is like, if I loved them, I keep them. Uh-huh. And if I don't, I like donate them. So gonna name drop again, blueprint magazine. <laughs> <laughs> So while I was working there, I started um, a fundraiser for it because it's like a little arts and literary magazine and we really Uh want their budget to be expanded. So I um, donated about, I think it was like 80 to 100 books. Mm. And like we wrapped them and did like blind dates with a book. I remember that. Yeah. So that was like a lot of that, you know, kind of, that was a big purge of my bookshelf. And I was like, okay, it's going to a good cause. And like, um, it just made me feel like really good about it. So it felt easier to let go. Do you ever look back and be like, oh, I missed that book? <laughs> or do you no. just say like, oh, it's in a good home now? I think it's in a good home now. And like, I think an important part was too, was like, these were books that I had, um, like either had been like given or like were being donated for free. So I always just kind of grabbed them because I was like, oh yeah, uh-huh. these. And then eventually I had a pile of like, again like that many books where Mm -hmm. I was like I think I just grabbed these because I love books not because I love like this particular (laughs) book so most of them were ones that I hadn't read and the ones that I had read either like I loved them a lot but when I tried to reread them I just wasn't into it anymore Uh and so I've kind of gotten better at being like okay like this isn't for me in this phase of my life and I don't see it coming back to me in other phases of my life um so I felt okay letting it go that's, oh, that's the cone marie method free <laughs> condo i'm trying <laughs> this is a good book therapy episode just, oh, just yeah. let it go just let it go <laughs> some frozen goes in the background <laughs> if only it wasn't like copyright like peril um yeah yeah what about <laughs> you do you keep all of them i'm also a book hoarder <gasps> i'll have like multiple copies of the same book Yep. Just because I'll buy one for myself, and then maybe like a family member will get one for me, and I'd be like, well, I don't want to throw those one out because my dad got it for me. That's but so I also like the one I had already. So. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I do that too. I like, I definitely have multiples where I'm like, it's too special to get rid of one of them. Like, <laughs> my, my grandmother, she got me like Little Women when I was like 11, and I was like, like, I was basically telling her like, Abuela, like, I don't want this. Like, this is not <laughs> for me. And I like ripped through it and I was so in love with it (laughs) and then um there's this really beautiful copy that like Henry got me for Christmas like a couple years back and I was like I have to keep both and they're (laughs) both so big and they take up so much room but I'm like they're so special and they're like two of the people that I love the most I I have to keep both (laughs) like it's it's silly but it matters to me Uh I did a purge of my books a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I guess, when I got my new bookshelf. I still have a lot of books laying around on my floor and on my desk and stuff, but baby steps. (laughs) You can, like, see that pile in the background, like, right there. (laughs) Oh, I can't point to it. Yeah, there's just piles everywhere. Like, this is, like, Matilda, Roald Dahl level, like, just, (laughs) I don't know, towers. I think if I didn't have bookshelves, it would be easier to get rid of the books, but... 
I'll look at one and be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to see that empty spot if I get rid of that book. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then it's like when your bookcase is full, you're like, oh, well, there's no room, so I have to get another one. <laughs> it's just a cycle that keeps going. That's how libraries are actually made. That's how they're grown. Someone just doesn't want any gaps on the shelf. <laughs> That's my dream is the one day I have a home library. Oh, me too. Yeah, my friend's dad actually, like, made one out of, like, a little closet. Oh. It was, like... It was like a weird like walk-in pantry kind of situation. So it was like too small to be a room, but too big to be like a closet. Uh-huh. And so like they filled it with like shelves all around the walls. And then mm. there's like a little like ottoman in between. And I was like, wow, like this is beautiful. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it was really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anything else to bring up with slumps or? No. Other Green. than this election slump that I'm in. I hope we get <laughs> soon. <laughs> That's I don't know, it. it's been keeping me up at night, not really, but kind of. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> it's funny because, like, we're Canadians, so we're like, thank God. But also, it's like, we're very close neighbors. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. It's like watching a TV show, and you're just waiting for the season finale. Yeah, and you don't know <laughs> if it's going to be terrible or not. <laughs> like, awful, awful. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that we hear some good news. <laughs> Um, hopefully you know who is gone soon. <laughs> if I never have to read a headline about him again, I'll be so happy. We I know name that... names so we can still claim to be an apolitical podcast. Let's name it. I want him out. I don't, it's like, it's like all those memes where it's like Voldemort, like you don't want to say his name or whatever. <laughs> That's how I feel about him. Like just even breathing it out into the universe. I'm like, nobody <laughs> needs to hear that. So Yeah. But it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like that meme of that dog sitting in the cartoon dog sitting in the house and everything's on fire. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. But yeah. Well, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Yep. That's really all I have to say for this week. Yeah. Bye. I right, See you later.